Meanwhile, at Manage Comics, coming to you from a secret underground lair, these dedicated heroes discuss the business of comics, industry news, comic book retail issues, and the latest developments from Manage Comics. They are promoters of comics, champions of small business, and four-color heroes. They are the Manage Comics Team. Hey folks, welcome to Meanwhile at Managed Comics. I'm Brian, as always, and this is the Managed Comics, Meanwhile at Managed Comics, episode 12, all about data again. So we've just completed our um, monthly catalog imports, and we're now going through those and kind of adjusting them for classic. Uh, it's taken us a little while longer than normal to get our data ducks in an order, and I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, we're still trying to figure out couple of things and what's wrong with them but i thought it would be cool for transparency's sake for me to go through exactly what it is that we're going through right now and you know there's ways you guys can help out before we jump into that stuff though i want to go through a couple of changes we've made to manage comics some of them are on the data side we did a whole ton of data updates last week which are really really helpful for me on Friday, we launched a bunch of little things. So support multiple issues of the same series being pulled at once. This didn't used to be a problem, but it's been happening more and more We where we have bi-weekly and even like weekly series stuff that's happening. So for example, if you were to get five copies of Amazing Ambush Bug and you had seven subscribers, and so the next time that you get Amazing Ambush Bug, if you got your replacement copies for the old ones, and new copies of the new issue, then Managed Comics would only pull the old issue and not the new issue. And the way that you can get around that is then by doing a subsequent pull of the new issue and it'll pull everything in. You don't have to do that anymore. Now Managed Comics remembers, okay, I already did 13, but I haven't done 14. So now I'll start to I'll pull in 14. That is out now and has been working for just over, I think, almost two weeks at this point. Universal distribution data files, we did some changes to them because there's apparently two different files. So the ones that we did all our tests on worked fine, but then people started getting them and there were entirely different files. So we fixed it so that works for both. And you'll find information about where to get your invoices for check-in. Down here, it explains where you go on Universal to get your invoices. Moving along... We added some extra CSS styles for pagination and buttons. So if I were to go to Longbox of Comics and get in here, the pagination on these pages were pretty ugly on certain things. So we've changed them so they actually use your button styles. Apparently, I've got them overridden here. A better example is probably Challengers. I know theirs is actually using the current styles. So if I go to DC, it looks really nice now. So yeah, there's their active style and then there's their inactive style. So yeah, I think these look really, really good compared to what they were looking like before. And they look good on dark and light screens because there were some problems with, with different types of screens. We fixed a bunch of email issues. So after we replaced our servers a couple of weeks ago, we noticed that some batch emails weren't going out. We solved that because the service we use SendGrid wasn't actually sending out certain types of emails. 
This week, we found out that there was another cron job that was running on the old server that we didn't move over to the new server for detecting ratio variants. So we've solved that problem as well. And now ratio variants will be detected. Again, this is a problem that can be solved with data. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, and then we Stealth released one more feature. I don't know if you'll notice it. Did you see what I just did? So it's a small, tiny quality of life, almost too small to even mention, but yeah, I mean, it should have been working all along, right? So the uh, enter button now works in most places. There's a couple of places where it still doesn't. And that's actually because there's a couple of places where we were worried about it doing bad things like here. Obviously you don't want to hit the enter button and automatically send this to the customer. That needs to be a deliberate action. So that's a good example. I think that's going to do it for our change logs this week. Uh, we are going to jump into the main story, which is what I'm calling monthly data and you, or why data is so mucked up every month. And this isn't just going to be like a complaint fest. This is also going to say, what can we do to make this better? So before we dive into the data, I want to just talk a little bit about UPC codes. I've gone over this a couple of times, but it's important to remember, and there will be a reason for this later. So this is a UPC code. The first digit, the number seven, represents the type of UPC. I think for comics, we only get two. It's like seven and nine. There might be a six in there too. I feel like I've seen it. But the next five digits represent the company code. And the next five digits after that represent the title identifier. Take those first 11 digits. Batman is unique. Batman will always be a specific uh, set of 11 digits. This set of 11 digits here represents Dark Crisis, Young Justice, number one. Cover two. How do I know it's cover two? Because the final five identifiers represent 001, issue one, two, which represents the B cover, and then one, which represents the printing. So if this was 001, three, one, that would represent the C cover. Even if Lunar identifies Wonder Woman 798 B cover. If that is a three, it's the C cover. Doesn't matter what you say. It's a three. That's the C cover. So that's just something that's important because often Lunar will say this is 798 B cover, but it's actually the C cover. And they DC has identified the B cover with the number two as the one in 25 variant. So we actually have to go in and manually change things because one, we don't trust anybody's issue sequence numbers right now. We'll explain that a little bit more in a few minutes. And then they are constantly stomping over their own issue sequence numbers, which is causing all kinds of problems. So yeah, we do a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, data manipulation uh, every week, like tens of hours, upwards of like 20 to 30 hours a week. I know for a fact we spend 70 to 80 hours a month on data issues. And that costs me money. Uh, and it costs me time, time that could be spent doing way, way more interesting things, like maybe making our search awesome or maybe fixing our uh, front end for the customers. You know, there's so much things we could be doing without wasting our time on data. Boom and Dynamite and a few other distributors are starting to move in this direction where the first two digits of the supplemental numbers represent the issue number, the next two digits represent a cover, and the final digit represents a printing. I'm fine with that. In fact, I think this is a great system. I think Marvel should adopt this. The only caveat is you can't have a series go over 99 issues. With Marvel, that's not a problem. They keep on 
restarting stuff. So I think they should totally embrace this. The one caveat about that is when you do this, this should be a line-wide thing. We noticed this month that one publisher, and I can't remember who it is, is doing this on two comics, new comics that are number ones, but they're number three issues. They've decided to keep the old system. That's just going to cause problems for us because we don't know with reliability which ones you're using. Moving along, here's some of the problems we're actually dealing with. Something we see really, really regularly is improperly formatted UPC codes. You see these two red things there, uh, Aardvark Vanheim, a one-shot. I think it's Warren Hell one-shot. There's a signed edition, which has an entirely different UPC code than the unsigned edition. I guess that's fine, but they also have an issue sequence number of zero and one. So if it's a zero and a one issue sequence number, why not just use one UPC code with a zero and a one at the end of the Mighty Barbarians, their issue sequence numbers were all out of sequence. Under a Blood Red Moon had two issue sequence ones, but they also have two different UPC codes. So I think this is probably a case where the UPCs are wrong um, and we're going to have to follow up. So every month we have a whole bunch of these that we have to follow up with the distributors or the publishers. Different things we're gonna, we're seeing are UPCs without issue information, UPCs with incorrect information, ISNs, which is issue sequence number. So that's your cover A, B, C, D. Doesn't follow the UPC pattern. So when that happens, we flag those and usually overwrite them with our own information because we're treating the UPC as gospel now. Uh, we have duplicate issue sequence numbers. So we'll see like number four repeated multiple times. No issue sequence number. So Penguin Random House, for example, doesn't provide issue sequence number right now. So we have no idea what Marvel uh, issue sequence numbers are which is why we are starting to have to infer them off of the UPC. Other things we're regularly seeing, missing issue numbers. So this is Berserker Poetry of Madness number one. Even though it's a one shot, it should have an issue number of one. Series code, it should have a series code that is representative of the UPC code. One of the reasons that would be super helpful to us is because then we could actually tie all of the covers together, especially with thing like Berserker, where they're going to have, you know, 87 different covers. We need to be able to tie them all together so that we've got one Berserker listing and then somebody can select which covers they want off that. We're often missing creator information or the incorrect creator information comes out. There was an instance quite a while ago where Diamond published all of Marvel's titles with Chip Zdarsky as the creator. There was also a time fairly recently that Penguin Random House did something similar, but they let us know immediately. And they actually reached out to us and said, please fix this. And we did like instantly. But when we don't know that information, we can't fix it. Different info between distributors. So sometimes what we see is there'll be different identifying information between Diamond and Penguin Random House. There, there may be things like different series codes are not a big deal to us, but things like you know maybe a different UPC. So we've seen that a few times where Penguin's UPC is different than Diamond's. And honestly, we treat Penguin's UPCs as gospel now because Diamond is getting that information from somebody else. And things like mixed series codes. So we've seen this quite a bit in the past where, uh, for example, Shadow War from DC was using the series code of Robin. We see this with a lot of the pride titles where one pride title will use the series code of another pride title. We've seen this with a bunch of the DC stuff, I think. But this month's Night Terrors is a whole new nightmare that we haven't had to deal with 
64 and we're not exactly sure what we're going to do with it. The UPC code for Batman, it ends in 828. The UPC code with Night Terror's Batman ends with 940. So they should be different series codes, but both of them have a lunar series code of 136313. From our standpoint, some of the rules we live by is that a series can only ever have a single number one issue. Every time a UPC code changes, that series code should change. We're going to try and figure out how to deal with this one. And to be honest with you, we were planning on a long-term solution where we create a UPC series code, and then we would refer to that UPC series code and tie in all of the existing series codes. But then we're going to have to create like an ignore series code option so that we can say, ignore Batman Night Terrors from Batman. We had planned on doing this over a number of months because this isn't a simple change. This is a fairly significant change. I don't like rolling those things out super quickly. Yeah, so, and and we'd figured out that we would create those series codes. We'd monitor those series codes. And then when something went weird, we would figure out what to do. And we hadn't gotten that far. How do we figure out and what does that end up being? This is going to force our hand a bit. But at the same time, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And to be totally transparent, half the people said we want Night Terrors to just be the continuation of Batman. Half people said we do not want Night Terrors to be the continuation of Batman. So I don't know what we do. You know, you guys can't afford to be stuck with a bunch of comics that nobody wants. But from the data perspective, they're the same thing right now. So how do we resolve that? Other problems not shown. We notice the reuse of UPC codes often. We see B covers as ratio covers, like I mentioned with Wonder Woman. We have incomplete solicitations all the time where we don't have enough information for a solicitation. We get late solicitations. What that means is we'll do all the imports and then a bunch of stuff gets added and it isn't in the import files. Marvel and Lunar repeatedly update their solicitation files all the time. And PRH, I should say, not Marvel. And PRH actually provides us with new data every night that has the delta. So anything that's changed, we get uh, additions and withdrawals from PRH. They're the only ones who provide a Delta file right now. The next time we see a lot of this stuff is on FOC. So if there's something that we're missing from the initial catalog, it's because we just simply don't have the data right now. And then there's stuff that where products are getting announced before solicitation, or even worse, the book market product is being announced way before direct market product. Good example of the products announced before solicitation. Last month's back cover of Previews was a new Conan series, which is being solicited this month. Now the Conan stuff is in your catalogs, but people were asking about it last month because it was the back cover of previews. Okay. So that's, uh, that's something that, you know, should get resolved by somebody. So the real question is, what can we do? I've talked about the comics metadata working group. It is something that we're going to definitely be uh, attacking some of these challenges. You're going to have one two-hour meeting a month plus some homework. Email katie at katie at bookswithpictures.com to join the working group. And yeah, we'd love to have more people involved. One of the little homework pieces that I'm working on, and this isn't the kind of stuff that I expect anyone else to do, uh, I'm just a super nerd, is... I'm breaking down what we currently get from all the different distributors and then breaking things down by what is a publisher's responsibility and what is a distributor's responsibility. And this will allow us to make better decisions on our own, like internal data, 
when it comes to what do we need to make more publisher specific versus distributor specific. So by that, what I mean is like, what, what kinds of things are actually essential to the product and what kinds of things are essential to the distribution, which are two totally different things. You can have one product that has multiple distributions and has different rules for each distribution. One distributor may have a minimum order requirement. Another distributor may have a different discount tier. Another distributor may have a different return policy or FOC date or initial order date. So having those pieces related to the distributor instead of the product makes us more flexible. So yeah, that's kind of a look into the pain we go through every month and uh, why data takes us longer um, some months than it does others. So this month has been particularly challenging and we're not done yet. We're a full week into this whole process and there's probably another week left. And then the week after that is like cutoff time. So yeah, it's, it's good times. So that's going to do it for this week. A little bit of a shorter episode, I know, but uh, yeah, next week we are going to talk Shopify and Google Analytics. And in the meantime and in between time, keep selling talks. I think, I think that's my line. I don't know. At this point, I don't know. <laughs>